All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to tonight's episode uh, where we are going to be talking about whatever Thanks chat GPT up. prompted for us. <laughs> Wait, hey, you got you got my mic on this time? We got yeah. we're, we're hot mic. All right. All yeah, right. I think we're good on that. Nice. Um, so whatever we decide to talk about, uh, hopefully it leads you to the, that next point of inspiration. Uh, yeah, before we jump that. in, though, we want to thank everybody who puts in the time to make this what it is, make Mortal Woes what it is. Um, also, this song is a little bit too much for me at the moment. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, hey, get vibing, man. Get, get vibing. I'd also like to thank uh, Artlist.io for providing me with all this sweet music. Um, and sounds that I use in my own games and on the show. As overwhelming as it may be <laughs> at times. As overwhelming as it may be. Let's see. Come on. Come on, camera. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Go. Uh, Justin, right. do you have the talking points pulled up on your for yourself? Don't do it. I don't have it. You don't, don't do it, Justin. Oh my God. Don't, don't do it, Justin. <laughs> What's going on here? Uh, well, I think, okay, so I will, I'm going to say this as I pull them up. What's going on is it's been a busy week. It has been a it's, busy week. It's been a busy week. I mean, um, uh, it's just uh, seven days ago uh, or, or, or so, uh, my wedding anniversary, you know? So I had that going on and I've, you know, I mean, obviously taking time out of my online life to, to do like real life stuff, you know, like have quality time. And then, uh, um, and then we've been working on launching that new project, you know, so we're, but, you know, buttoning everything up, um, getting everything straight for that. We just, I mean, we've been doing a pushing for affiliate, which we achieved. Yeah. You know? So I think. I think it's been a busy week, you know. We just been, we've yeah, just been really kind of a whole lot of irons in the fire, and we've been uh, and we've been tending to them, you know. And so, so I think that's kind of it. Yeah. Um, I wasn't like, you know, I think point of inspiration is always meant to be like us vibing, you know, and chilling and just talking about what we love about the game and the game space and the people that we play with and i think you know that's i wasn't treating it so much as like a a project and more like, of like me a, <laughs> but yeah <laughs> well i mean that's the great thing so yeah i wasn't treating it like uh like spio does like he treats everything <laughs> hey man and that's how that's how you like you know that's where you get your enjoyment from it i'm, I'm hoping you know you enjoy it like that and uh i was just i was like man i'm i'm gonna do point of inspiration this week and just vibe man just spend some spend some time with like you know with like you because the whole reason we started this was just because we like playing games together you know we're just like kicking it we even we even played a video game together for just the sheer fact of just playing games <laughs> this week that was fun <laughs> played a really bad video game <laughs> well really bad now but let's just yeah. say that the Baldur's yeah. gate series and the champions 
series were oh, the best games. Champs, man. Oh, I love Champions of Dorath. I mean, that's that was really what brought us together. Uh, we hours and hours of playing champs. And I actually, you know, that, that goes into a lot of the games that I play, like the games that I run is champs. I I really I really like this whole the the whole system of finding things and not know you know, like they could be anything. And and the and they could be bad and good. And finding bad things is just as cool as finding good things because you get to sort through them and you get to maybe they go into a weird build that you never thought like oh you know look at these cool mechanics i'm still waiting for you to incorporate like this half naked female mage that says will you lend us your heart your hand and your sword <laughs> i like right after that you have um right after that you have uh well that was the two wasn't it yeah that was return to arms I was returned to arms. In the first one, right after you get, you know, you go up to the elven. You're in the elven, like, uh, like the wood elf uh, city, and they're like, Telethan. you know, please, Telethan, you know, please help us. And you go down, and you get to, you get to this, uh, you, get, you get to this elevator, and the guy's like, halt! <laughs> it's, it's the funniest voice acting. Well, that, that's not all that he says. There's like an entire paragraph that's always skipped. Yeah, Besides and we maybe, skip, you yeah. skip that. Yeah, you just wait for mm -hmm. him to say, HALT! Yeah, and then you go like, Alright guys, we're good. Go we're good, let's go. Uh, and, that, and that also, so like whenever you, whenever you see, guys, um, me bring in these NPCs that are just dweebs, and that are made, to, they're like made to be dunked on by the NPCs, that's where that comes from. <laughs> yeah, the first game and one shot that I ever ran was based off of a uh, mission and a place within that game, which was the Mammoth Ant Hills. And I, uh, oh, yeah. I can't remember I if his name was Babic Nern or if that was somebody you were trying to help later to get to somewhere else, to like the yeah, Underdark like, or I the think Underworld. Babic, I think Babic was duck there or something or he he made the the machine like that could drive over the lava or something yeah. i actually really Babbit don't know like yeah i just know that on my my um copy of the of the game disc but he would always glitch because i guess it was scratched oh. in just the right spot so he would always get stuck gotcha yeah yeah, yeah. all i remember is you know you come out and it's whoo Oh, I haven't seen a mammoth at now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely great. That was oh, like one God. of the one of the moments you definitely listen to when playing that game. But, uh... Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Oh, that game was so good. And we would spend hours like we spent hours making characters too. Like that was the fun thing. Even though there wasn't a whole lot of there's a whole lot to the character builds yeah, or whatever. Like a but... lot of customization options. It was mainly just Wait. the name, right? Yeah. Oh, like that, oh yeah. That's it. <laughs> really. It's just the name. Uh-huh. Like, uh -huh. hmm, Min-maxing or what something. What kind of meme yeah. do I want to be this campaign? <laughs> it was a blast, man. A absolute blast.
<sighs> yeah. Uh, I always like that game too because I played um, EverQuest on console. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I think the more popular version, of course, is PC, but um, they did have a console version. And I grew I up remember. playing that. And, you know, it's like a. The game's based in the EverQuest world, so that's yes, how, why I EverQuest know the name of the El- Wood Elf City and. Um, some you know the deities Interruk, the god of hate, I believe, if I remember correctly. God of fear, this guy's a cool god of. Uh, well, well, let's not. I've never questioned. But, <laughs> uh, uh, but it's great. See, I think you and you are one of those gamers that, like, that is. It's one of the things that you love about games is the names of the places and the names of the people and. You know, they like you latch onto that. You like that, and I'm—I was never like that. You know, I'm not one of those gamers that, like, the name of the town isn't what does it for me. It's the aesthetic and the feel of the of the place that really makes me like like that's what I cling to. Uh, I'm bad with names, you know, so I have a <laughs> that could be one of the reasons why. You know, I have a poor working memory in that regard. <laughs> Yeah, I'm that weird person that remembers names of cartoon characters from, like, you know, our childhood. Like, uh, who's the guy? Uh, I think somebody, most recent one was a Hey Arnold question. When somebody was wondering, oh, nice. uh, who's the guy with the glasses that always comes up behind Helga when she's, like, professing oh, her love nice. in a secret manner and he's always, like, breathing over his shoulder? Yeah, yeah. it was start with an E or something like that. Uh, is Brainy. Brain? Oh, wow. See, no, no, I didn't even think of that. Didn't even know. Yeah, he was always breathing heavy. He had like deviated <laughs> septum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, I, my... Oh, yeah. So I remember violent. the episode of... <clears throat> yes, it was. I remember the episode where Arnold almost gets beat up. And it's like... Uh, oh, my God. What was, it? what was that song? Like, I'm crazy or something like that. Uh, I don't know about the song. And... Uh, <laughs> It was like it was this episode where they were like he was gonna get beat up, you know, and it was like meet me in the alley at this time or whatever. And he's like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? And whenever he gets there, he just like sings this song about being uh, crazy, being like weird and crazy. And they're like, we don't want to fight you. You scare us. <laughs> like we don't. You're a like psycho. we would beat you up. If, yeah, if you were a regular kid, we'd beat you up. But <laughs> doesn't mean as not. much happy love day guys oh hey yeah, yeah 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 love the intro you guys are the beast thanks zero all right we're, we're, we're a special kind of energy i'll tell you that <laughs> do you have on hand a d8 i do have on hand a d8 um oh and then as soon as i open my drawer my it like takes the thing Your, where my camera, yeah, camera fucking explodes, explodes. Mm-hmm. it's okay it, what it is, it's the uh, it's the adapter. I need a better adapter. Are we gonna do it? Is it gonna work? You gonna work today? You wanna you wanna help me out? Is it going to work? I have the. Come on, you can do it, baby. Come on. Oh, and then and then the mount like almost slips off the top of my thing. And now a word from our sponsors. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. And that my D8's not which, even in uh, my desk. Speaking of which, um, I don't 
know how Evan said that he set up the ads I've, or whatever. I've so no clue, yeah. I didn't do anything, so I, I apologize if it ads come up, guys, tonight. We'll I apologize, it. yeah, because we'll especially, especially in the middle of us saying some shit. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be a great moment that everyone yeah. needs to hear. And oh, yeah. For bam. sure. The ad played when I got in. Okay. Well, oh, okay. hopefully. So, hopefully well, yeah, right know. at the beginning. I think it's right at the beginning is what he was saying. Okay. Well, that's good. The well, best advice ever given. People pay yeah. for this kind of stuff. You're not going to want to miss it. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and uh, whoosh. did it come in and go out? <laughs> <laughs> come on, camera. Be, be kind. All right, you go ahead and do the thing while I work, while I futz with okay. this. Um, Night Fury, please pick a number between one and eight for us, if you wouldn't mind. Have a and little audience Fury, participation here. There we go. Unless you want to roll a dice, that's fine too. Five. Okay. So our first talking point is going to be DM tips. Focus on tips and tricks for dungeon masters to improve their storytelling and game management skills. Discuss oh. pacing, improvisation, creating engaging quests, and managing player expectations. Solid. I feel like we have talked about some of this stuff before, but oh, uh, sure. focus on tips and tricks to improve their storytelling and game management skills. Um, storytelling. I literally just look up YouTube videos on how to be a better storyteller. I look up those old charts from grade school where it's like, Hmm. Different elements of a story. There's the beginning. There's the, what is it? The rising action, the climax, the falling action, and the resolution. I remember looking at those not too long ago, just to look at different elements. And then there's also different things regarding what kind of story it is. There's different types of stories, different genres have different elements. I guess you could categorize them all into that chart, but... Um, I feel like, I guess if you break it down farther, I guess reading also would be a great way to be good at storytelling is reading great stories. <laughs> uh, I was actually talking to, uh, my dad about this not too long ago and, um, he's a big Tolkien fan and, uh, we started watching The Witcher together uh, last weekend, and he mentioned that, you know, there's always all the chat rooms where the people are like, oh, they stole this from this, or they stole this from that. Well, he was saying that um, there's a lot of things, like, that even Tolkien had taken, and I guess The Witcher uh, is from... A book. Uh, hold on, I have to look it up. Some of you may know this. 
Because I think they actually call him the White Wolf. Does anybody know who okay. I'm, what I'm talking about? The oh, Elric shit. Saga. Is anybody familiar with the Elric Saga? I am not familiar with the Elric Saga. Well, I'm definitely interested in reading it. So... I think okay. Well, I can't even read the name, so that's probably something. Oh, uh oh! No, stop being temperamental. (laughs) Well, it is a great start tonight, guys. Uh, Here you go, zero. This is what you have to uh, look forward to for production value on Wednesday. uh, This is not it. No, I swear. Let's see. Yeah, this is the the chill stream, so. Uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> for anybody who also wants to do this, like, guess what? Technical difficulties come with it, and we're regular people. Like, if anything, this just tells you that we're regular people who are just here <laughs> to have fun, and we're not, like, un- this isn't unattainable. This isn't, like, we are not, like, gods amongst men or something regular folk who make mistakes and have cameras that like mess up sometimes you know do i just do i just move over to my junk camera you think yeah i mean i feel like that's what i would just always use if i knew that it worked all right let's see um... but that's just me There we go. There we go. See, that's the junk camera. It looks just fine. Uh huh. This one's awful. <laughs> All right, there's there's this camera instead. Hey, other right. camera, Justin. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back. I'm, yeah, so we're not gonna use my super awesome DSLR camera because the the link the the link cables being bad. If anybody remembers Game Boy and having a bad link cable. Uh, mm, no trading for you. I know, dude. DC in the middle of a, a tournament on the school bus. <laughs> All right. So what's okay? So tips for uh, being a DM. Tips to help improve storytelling. Mm-hmm. So I think that we have gone over this, and I think that. The one of the thing I was just listening to something the other day, and it's bring like real world into your fantasy world because that is what's going to make it seamless. With when something wild happens, you know, somebody like casts a spell, and you're like, yeah, it's magic. But if they cast a spell and you want it to feel heavy. Or you want it to feel like like that's how the whole world is. You make it regular, right? And so I, there's this game that uh, I learned from a master storyteller, and it's called Best First or Best Worst First Last, right? And so you think of the best worst first or last time that you experienced something, 
right? And you tell that story. So uh, if we go ahead and just pick something, um, let's say, um, we'll say uh, a bus, bus ride. Best first, worst last bus ride. Uh, just pick one of those four, the best bus ride, the worst one, the first one or the last one that you had. And there's a story there with one of one of those four. See? Oh, that's for me. You want yeah, me to yeah, for you. Tell you about a yeah, bus yeah. ride. Best, best, worst, first, last. And using that that parameter, best, worst, first, last. Um, last best ride. Um, okay. January, twenty twenty two. We took. Oh shit. The bus shuttle at Disney World to go to one of the parks from a hotel. Okay, okay. And what was the story there? What was like something that happened that was story note, like noteworthy? That was it. That was it. Oh, okay, okay. So you're I don't, missing. I don't have like a a lot of. I don't put a lot of value on like bus rides or have any memorable well, moments. Or... Well, here, so well here's the, here's the thing about that. Okay, so um, you okay? So uh, I'll do I you know. I'll do best, worst, first, last, or I'll do last, last bus ride I took. So the last bus ride that I took was in, uh, was actually in Cozumel, um, Mexico. And uh, we were heading out to Chechen Itza. And um, there was the way that the roads were constructed. It's like they were just being built and it was through a like wilderness um, across, you know, these vast areas. And um, as we were driving, um, we were late, right? So like the the people like getting there, we were late the second we got on the bus, right? And you could tell because all of the tour guides were like, come, 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 come. Yes, we're gonna have a great time today. And they like leaned over the bus driver and it's like, all right. You know, he like put his hand on his shoulder and he gave him that look and that nod, right? And the dude's taken off. I mean, we're like driving around people on motorcycles and through the streets and booking it, right? We're booking it because all the shit that they had packed in for the day was the the bus ride was the was took up the majority of it and if there was any delay, we'd lose out. So, we're like cooking, dude. And and the whole time somebody like he'd be like uh he would be like uh somebody like go to look out the window and he'd be like now what do i have here in my hand now this is a mayan artifact <laughs> and he would like draw everybody's attention in and i noticed out of the corner of my eye it would we were like fucking dodging shit. <laughs> like we were like flying through uh like uh like active uh construction zones <laughs> and it'd be like now can anybody tell me yes take a look and <laughs> it was awesome as people and, are throwing up out of the windows and yeah no well he was trying to like he was just like hey guys don't freak out nobody look because you might freak out and it's like we're gonna get there don't you worry <laughs> this isn't exactly street legal but uh yeah but you paid for it and we're gonna get it to you we're yeah. gonna get you there we yeah, didn't say yeah. how and so that was the last time we rode a bus it was awesome absolutely loved it uh Made a mistake. Sat by the sat in the back of the bus by the bathroom. Don't do that. Mm. Don't 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 do that. Sit in the middle or the front of the bus. Don't mm. don't do on one buses? of the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess on the bigger ones makes sense. Yeah, well, it's on the bigger ones. Like RVs and things, but. Yeah, they have them on like uh, like Greyhounds. 
you know, if you've ever been on a Greyhound. Uh, I have not. One of the best bus rides was a Greyhound bus ride that I took, and uh, I met a magician at one of the stops. So it like goes and it stops, and then it goes and it stops. And I met a, a fellow, I met a magician there, and this was before I started learning magic. And um, you could tell, I could tell he was a magician because he wore a ring like on his on his fingers, right? It, on on weird fingers, right? And not on the typical ones. And that's how and that's how you can tell if somebody practices sleight of hand, is they'll wear these rings on their fingers. One because there's ring magic that you can perform, but two because it draws a lot of attention. It's heavy, you know. It's this big kind of heavy note. And I asked him, I said, why do magicians always wear rings on their fingers? And he says, well, when you know, you know. And there's also a little bit more to it than that, but I won't tell you guys and, unless you decide to get into it, and then we can talk about it. But it's, uh, so I met a magician once. Now, the way that I would take both of those wonderful, exciting kind of, uh, the things that I understand about the real world when I was riding the bus, move it into a game is for one the the carriage ride where they're always distracting you from the terrible things that are going on around <laughs> hilarious you're going to have characters with passive perception who's high enough to notice what they're doing and you're going to have characters with passive perception who are not and so the ones that aren't they can play into the funny bit of it of where they're oblivious to what's going on and then the ones that are can kind of like vibe with it as well right um so you could tell that little story and it's kind of funny and exciting and with the magician thing meeting somebody in a weird location you have a little bit of downtime there's some people out around you're at a you're at a bar or you're at a tavern or you're at like you guys want to have to get something to eat in the game and you notice somebody else who's wearing regalia or an emblem that isn't like of the assassin's guild or that's not of like the 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 some crazy like druidic secret circle but rather pick a background that the players have like uh like you know maybe they're a cobbler or maybe they're a carpenter or something and they're wearing that kind of they're wearing something that signifies them as somebody who is also has the same interest and only that character knows, and they get to kind of have a little bit of one-on-one -on -one with them, right? And ah, a member of the Shoemaker's Guild. Okay. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and that would be fun. You know, I mean, that's kind of how you... That's what I would do. Take those uh, real-world moments from memorable times in your life and just proxy, take that person that you talk to and just fucking slap him in the game <laughs> you know whatever you remember about him just paste him right in your game <laughs> so that's what i was asking like so when you're on the disney bus ride you had to have noticed something a, something that stood out about it something that bothered you something you thought was unique maybe the floor was sticky like there was something about it that you could put into your game that stood out to you Was it the smell? I'm sure that the it didn't smell great. No, I, that's that's the only part of the memory. <laughs> that it didn't smell great. To be no, just I just remember getting on a bus. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't, that doesn't work for me, I guess. 
I'm more but, about what uh, I'm familiar with, I guess, and not, I guess, maybe random moments. Um, because it has to be a very, like, either stressful or extremely significant to where something happens to where I would remember something like that. I think most of my uh, current storytelling stuff comes from um, mostly just what I watch, I guess, because uh, I need to get into reading, and that's something that I have on my to-do list, but... Uh, I think it's on every American's <laughs> fucking to-do list at some point. Um, like, well, it's different for hard. me because I am like, and have always been like anti-reading. I just, it's not for me. Like, yeah, everybody's like, oh, the books are better. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure they are because you know, the books have so much more detail. Like, I, uh, for example, like Harry Potter. Everybody always says the books are way better. Um. I'm sure they are, uh, but I love like the visual magic, right? Mm -hmm. I like seeing the movies. Um, well, not not everybody has the same imagination, too. You know, like I know, like uh, Night Fury, she has um, she has what's called aphantasia, so she has no like imagination. She's no visual imagination, so whenever she reads a, a fantasy book, it's just a bunch of words. It's always words. It's never more than that. Um, so, you know, not ever, you know, it's okay if you don't like to read, if that doesn't resonate <laughs> with you, that's just not where you get your inspiration. You know I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if that will actually help me or not, but I would like to try it, I guess. Um, but I guess mostly for me, for like improving my storytelling is just trying to describe the scenes better, which we've kind of gone over, like how to describe different sensory details a little bit better, um, just to kind of improve that uh, sort of immersion in your scenes. Um, because, I mean, even if you don't have like a... a a whole story arc or like some sort of huge setup for your players or quest lines or anything like that. If you can sit at, down at the table and be able to describe a scene or whatever your players are doing in a way that they feel like they're there, they're, you know, they're going to have a good time. Yeah. And, and even I think if the you, best way. Yeah. The ver verisimilitude is the idea, right? So as long suspension of disbelief, so we all agree that we're going to believe. But then you also, by making it just regular, by making it as regular as you can before slapping that fantastic on it, that really helps, you know? Like a trip to the grocery. You know, next time you go to the grocery, just kind of pick some things out. Just notice the world around you. Just pick some things out. And then... Um, go, you know, when you're playing your game, they, they're out shopping and you're like, there's to describe the people that you noticed. Mm -hmm. It's a little old lady who, you know, just is a little bit, a little bit past 
the the time of like being you know she can barely walk a little bit she's going real slow and everything and she you know hard to hear in hard to see and maybe she's just a little flatulent and she doesn't she doesn't realize that it's and you're like wow well i was gonna go down that aisle but i guess i'll i'll go over here and buy stuff it happens you know it happens um uh, I had I had a very funny thing happen, but uh, well, we won't talk about it. <laughs> uh, I'll leave that for a different time. Um, let's say, a little uh, bit. Looks like. Oh, good. I was gonna say Night Fury said something. Oh, it's uh, still a story, but probably not as fun. I think she's uh, well, referring she said, to not being able best... to. Oh, right. Uh, B- well, she said best W-F-L. worst, best worst first last of a D&D encounter as a player? I think that's a good question. Ethan, what's a best, worst, first, last uh, encounter as a player? Mm. Um, probably not for you guys, but for me... Uh, I specifically remember, um, our first game together whenever I was playing Oleron and, Mm -hmm. um, we were in a cave and, uh, Night Fury's character, Alexandria, likes to look up at the stars to prepare her spells for the day, like, wakes up early in the morning, I believe, um, and so we were in a place where we couldn't see the stars. So we were like up against this cave wall waiting for some time to go by so we could rest. And I, uh, used prestidigitation to, now I don't know if you can actually, you know, do this or not, but you know, it was more like the rule of cool. I kind of just use prestidigitation to kind of like paint a starry sky on like the cave ceiling. Um, and me personally, I was just like, that was kind of like a cool connection in my own head between our, <laughs> but, uh, I, I don't know if anybody was... else saw like that, but I was like, it's like, that's pretty cool. It's like, I'm glad I thought of that. I definitely did. And I, I think that was right around the time we, me and you had been talking about like, um, the kind of power you have as a player, uh, as well, you know, cause it was a new group and it was like, I gave you guys a full sandbox and you were like, what? <laughs> and it, which is, you know, it's kind of the nature of the beast at first, but like, um, uh, you, you, you know, it was starting to get to that point where you were like, you know, what, you know, I would like to do a lot more. And I was like, yeah, building relationships with other players, telling the stories with the other players, bringing them in. Cause you, I noticed you had start to get it right a little bit faster. You were one of the, you were one of the first of that group to really kind of pick up on that. And I was like, bring them in, you know, start bringing people in with you when you're telling these scenes and, and then, it, you know, they can go on for the whole camp, the whole session. You know, it could just be the players having a scene the whole session. And that was like, I think it was like that next session. You were like, you hit it with that. And I was like, yeah. And you also the skull. You also did the skull, which is really funny too. <laughs> you tried to trick them to, you know, oh, like pick yeah. up a skull. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 
and, to, and it was to like make your character you know like to to show you were like my, my character's a little bit of a goof you know <laughs> and um but that was that was like right after that you started really like using like press digitation and the world and like various elements of the world to start telling Oleron's story rather than being a video game character like just reacting and it was that's they were that was a magical moment for me too i was like yeah this is i even think that like i liked it so much i had uh alexandria's god come to her at, through that starry night didn't i or was that later uh, i do not remember i don't remember it may, may have been later maybe later but i was like i was vibing on it too you know I was like, hell yeah <laughs> my current thoughts is uh why can you not upcast press digitation <laughs> i guess you just say like oh i just cast it so many times but i'm gonna create a press digitation that requires a spell slot yeah let's see uh got um i got i'm moving my camera so i could read what i <laughs> uh, didn't uh i'm sorry i didn't heal you she says <laughs> i don't know what happened but wait what uh night fury just says i'm sorry i didn't heal you um <laughs> i don't i don't that? know what I don't know, man. I, you, if she remembers, <laughs> she remembers. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, that's very funny. Night Fury, whenever you run your first game. Oh yeah. Please uh, go ahead and use that. For. I'm sorry I didn't heal you. That'll be the opening scene. Yeah, all <laughs> just straight blackness. <laughs> you, you, and all you hear is. I'm sorry, sorry I didn't heal you. I didn't heal <laughs> oh, you. No. Oh no! <laughs> what an opening! <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? All right, the cave spiders. Oh, mm -hmm. I so. I mean, I made it. I, I survived yeah. it. Somebody healed me. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, I think I just chose to have a missing eye. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, we did. We were doing like critical damage and stuff in that one. But just something I introduced. So, whenever here's another DM tip: whenever you're introducing a mechanic that is outside of like the regular rules, right? So we're going table rules, we're going extra rules, we're taking stuff away, we're putting stuff in. Um, the first thing is just to establish with your players that um, anything, any of the rules that you put in, are for a purpose, and then explicitly state the purpose before the game starts so like with this tuesday game that's coming up any of the rules that i put in are specifically to you know uh create the game space and 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 make like exploration and discovery feel impactful right and so if at any point it doesn't and it feels like grindy not fun stuff like that it's like hey man it's like ah, man that kind of sucked I didn't, you know, I felt like I was focusing too much on that than the, like, the the mystery and, and wonders that are to be discovered and explored. It's like, oh, okay, so we'll pull out of that a little bit, and we'll add, you know, we'll add to the mystery and wonder section. 
but this so the rule was uh was critical damage so if you took you know i think it was like half your hit points in one attack or if you were if you hit if you drop down to zero we would roll on a chart or something and you would be kind of like have a permanent damage or you'd be crippled or you know you'd have some like like crippling blow um something that made you made combat seem dangerous was the idea the idea was that you know the like you were like in this particular game combat was dangerous so the you know if you decided to fight you couldn't just go in like a jrpg and be like dun, 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 you know but rather you wanted to think about it and you wanted to manipulate your your abilities and, and everything that you had at your advantage to try to keep things in your advantage or maybe not even fight at all and this was because in the beginning we had uh we had <laughs> we had an issue with uh oh it was the beginning first time player and everything but uh somebody was just like killing everybody who like showed up and as a dm that sucks because then you don't want to make people right you don't want to invest any energy into making the town because if the characters are, or if the players are just going to kill them it's like why did i even spend these hours giving these people's voices and personalities and, you know if you're just going to murder them um start making and, them a little bit stronger <laughs> yeah right so well it's like that this a, is a so, town of ex-adventurers <laughs> yeah yeah everybody here's a mercenary <laughs> i actually had that so i was playing <laughs> i was playing a game it was lost minds of fandelver and i had i had a veteran player at the table um it was uh it was barrett actually uh, which you got to play with a little bit uh mm -hmm. ethan but you, I think you, no, you, you were, I don't know if you were there when they first entered the town or not of Fandelver. Were you there? No. You weren't there when they first entered town. So you first entered the town and the first thing that you come across is that there's this uh, trading post, like a, basically like a big barn, right? Like lumber. Think of, think of like Lowe's, right? That's what they roll up to. They roll up to Lowe's and they're delivering a wagon of, of goods that they were, and so they go in and they're like, oh, we want some supplies. And so I'm describing the stuff in there or whatever. And, and we had a thief. And he's like, he reaches over and he tries to grab like a handful of these like caltrops or which are basically black, like jacks from, from the game, like jacks where you bounce the ball and you scoop up some jacks. So these triangle shaped, pyramid shaped spikes that you throw out so that if a, so if somebody steps on them, it gets stuck into their foot. And you use them for, you use them to keep, um, you know, like animals from entering places or exiting places, stuff like that. Um, you throw them behind you, like Speed Racer, if you're on a horseback chase, you know, throw them in a hallway. Um, and so they're really cool. Now, and they're not in the fifth edition book. And I was like, that's stupid. <laughs> These things are cool. But anyway, so he goes to grab a handful. And the old man, the guy who runs the place, sees it. And he's like, well, you know, what are you, what are you doing over there with those? You know, the, ah, or he's, well, at first he said, he just, he was like, yes, you've, I've noticed you've, I said, would you like some? I can weigh them out. And, he, you know, he like pulls, you know, move, you know, gets a scale, like takes something off the scale that's sitting there at the counter. He's like, yeah, bring, yeah, bring some over. I can weigh them up the, this mini copper per whatever weight. And, and they were like, they tried to bully this old man. <laughs> uh, right. And he's like, oh. Well, that's not right. You know what? I don't need your business. Uh, uh, it's here's the money that you are sent for, and what have you done here? 
and then there's these teenagers in town and they decide to like try to get one of the teenagers to join the adventuring party through like you know like yeah, we're totally badasses we kick ass or something and the the whole premise behind this is there are mercenaries in the town who are being jerks uh and you know like pushing people around and all of the either all of the young men have joined and there's nobody to stop them and so these teenagers are like he's like this old man's like trying to not let them be a part of this this gang basically right and so he's like i you know i no i'm not having any of this you leave them alone they're hard-working young you know they're making their way the right way and you will not come in here and stop them and like what are you going to do about it and he says and he grabs like a cudgel for back he's like well you know whatever it takes and they were like barrett says he's like he was like oh watch out this guy you know this old man has a plus three cudgel of you know beheading you know i know i've seen this npc and in all reality no it was just an old man who was not gonna have who wasn't gonna have it and he had probably two hit points maybe three <laughs> he was just a regular old man but i've seen i've seen games like that where you know you kind of you're giving it to the npc and the dm's like but i put so much work into them so now they're gonna kill you you know that they're, they're, they're way more badass than you and you gotta you gotta balance that, right? You can't just have ev and not every shopkeeper. In fact, almost no shopkeepers are that badass. <laughs> almost none. Um, and if they are, you can tell immediately upon meeting them that they are that kind of badass. Every shopkeeper can't be the veteran level 20 adventurer who's decided to, you know, like open a shop up for his golden years, you know? Um, because then there, it that kind of takes it away a little bit, unless that is the rule, unless they're all like that. And, and then it's like a rule, <laughs> like every shopkeeper you meet used to be an adventurer. That's what you do this after you get done adventuring the monster hunter world. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. You know, then you say not strong enough to fight monsters anymore. You just sell equipment to the newer Ooh. monster hunters. And that's a cool world. <laughs> But uh, so yeah, I've I've seen that where like that shopkeeper is like super badass. And it's it's a balance, right? Uh, I typically like to lean into they're just regular old people. I like to keep I like to keep people in town regular as hell, unless they're unless they are adventurers, and you'll know. For one, they'll have a backpack and a cloak. <laughs> it's like you see it's like you go to talk to the mayor and he's wearing a backpack. <laughs> you know, like, just like your just like the players are. Are you going somewhere? No, are you? <laughs> no, I guess not. Like you're all wearing backpacks just full of shit all the time. You never set them down. I don't know. Sometimes you just have to uh get your ass whipped by the 80-year-old shopkeep every once in a while just to <laughs> Let them know what's up. <laughs> Keep the players in line. So look, guys. Stop killing the NPCs. Stop killing them. I was just going to... I mean, he'd have just died. And they, I think that would have made him feel <laughs> even worse. <laughs> They'd have been like, wow. They'd be like, I roll a... Oh, man, I only rolled an 11. Like, that hits. <laughs> <laughs> that hits. 
he's an old man <laughs> and then okay roll damage and it's like oh, wait wait okay i roll uh, oh man i only rolled a one so that's that's three damage like okay he goes <laughs> he looks at you and you kind of feel like a like a pulsing kind of in your blade of his heartbeat and he says strong heart you leave, you leave them alone and he falls backwards onto the ground <laughs> what have you what have you done why guards who are, who, who who are you why did you do this why would you go why run <laughs> right he like yells to the teenagers run run <laughs> Don't let them get you too. Take whatever you want. Just leave the children alone. This, 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 and he passes away. And you, and I would even say, like, and then he, you notice he passes away. I wouldn't even say you killed him or, but, and he slowly passes away. And the players are like, uh oh. <laughs> I think we, I don't think we were supposed to do that. Murders. Mm hmm. Uh, all right, let's jump to a new, a new point here. All right, all right, all right. Let's see, that was five. Yeah, here, I can roll one. Three. Night Fury says two. What's it going to be? Mm, two. Let's go with Night Fury's suggestion. Night Fury. <laughs> We know she's smarter than both of us, so. Point two. World building. Explore boom, boom, boom. the art of building immersive and detailed worlds for Dungeons & Dragons campaigns. Mm. Discuss techniques for creating compelling settings, memorable NPCs, and intriguing mm. plotlines. Nice. Well, the plotline thing is definitely you. You're a plotline guy. A plotline guy. You're a plotline guy. This guy over here? Yeah, hear that? Fuck the plot lines all day. I got all the plots. I'm telling you. He's got all the plots over here. Call, hey, listen, call him a grave digger because he's got the plot. Hey, I got a plot in my back pocket right here. You want hey, it? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You, you get a plot. You get a plot. Everybody gets plots. I'm freaking hey, Oprah you know over here. Hey, you sound. Hey, look, you sound like one of them. Uh, you sound like one, one of them. Uh, one of them PCs we were talking about. We're like one of the rogues, right? He walks into a bar and he's like, "Boom, you get a plot. Boom, you get a plot." Jagged of plots. That's a new magic hey. item made by Night Fury. <laughs> Jacket of plots. Jacket of plots. Hey, listen, somebody, you just like, listen, if they don't, like, the prerequisite <laughs> is that you don't like them, and then you automatically get bonus damage, and you give them a mm. plot. Roll a d100. On yeah. On 1 to 10, you can change the plot of the story. <laughs> <laughs> change the plot. Really, the characters just... change the plot all the time, which right. is really cool. Probably one of my favorite things about the game. I don't plan for shit above up past like one or two sessions. Like that's it. I mean, that's already like a thing though, kinda in it. Like not not necessarily a plot, but like the divine intervention sort of deal. Like 
Oh, what do you what do you mean? Could work or be flavored like that. What's that? The divine intervention. What about it? What about divine intervention? Did somebody say something? I missed it. No, I'm just saying like that could work for like the jacket of plots. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like a like kind of like a divine intervention <laughs> for a cleric. Like change one thing about the world right now. <laughs> one thing that's currently <laughs> happening. It's oh, all, no, this a, this can't just... be happening. There's no way no. this is real. <laughs> there's no Wait, way it's let's happening. See if, let's right see now. if it is real. I reach my back pocket. I got a few plots here. <laughs> Let me roll. DM. What's going on? Is this true? Let's see. Oh, I rolled a three. Psych, this isn't right. This is the truth. Oh, boy. I love this guy. I love this divination wizard. It's like, oh, this can't be happening right now. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Oh, my God. Hold on. This can't be true. Wait a minute. Wait, hey, everybody, chill out. Okay. Hold this, on a second. This was not foretold. All right. This cannot. This can't be fucking real right now. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> you, hey, tell me you're messing with me. Look, look at me and tell me you're messing with me right now. Okay, that's what I thought. Mm. Hey, everybody, it's a prank. Everybody, <laughs> calm down. It's just a prank. I saw the Madam Fortune teller yesterday. She didn't say anything about this. This is lies. All right. This lies. I consulted the bones. Okay. What you go? You calling the bones a liar? <laughs> You calling the bones a liar? Oh, this guy over here. All right, he's got look the the cow horns on this guy. All right, calling the bones a liar. Hmm. Check out the bones on this guy. All right, so what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Explore the art of building immersive and detailed worlds for D&D campaigns. Techniques for creating compelling settings, memorable NPCs, and intriguing plot lines. Hey, well, I got the plot lines, alright? You got the plot lines. I, I think, honestly, that, like, for real, though, a memorable NPC could be something that, you know, pick a fun voice, right, for your guy. And then it, you know, maybe like a Christopher Walken kind of accent, but you know, I'm not doing Christopher Walken. Perfect. And that's okay. Cause this is this guy's voice all of a sudden, you know? And so you come up to a shop though, so as you enter into the shop, you walk, it's, it's one of those places kind of off the side where the cobbled stairs go down like four or five steps and, and just you know, it's below street level. And just standing here in this archway, it feels like you're separate from this, the rest of the bustle of the city. Like, people walk by and don't even notice you. You open up this door, heavy and hewn, uh, made of hewn wood, and it kind of slides across the floor where the hinges aren't, haven't been serviced properly. You get it open a few feet and it's dark. Cages hang and from the ceiling it's cluttered in here like a curio shop like a like like one of those um like like one of those um uh, what are they called uh, uh, uh um 
where you buy junk basically uh, <laughs> uh, like a second like a thrift shop like a thrift shop or a secondhand store but that feels more like somebody's living room than it does an actual shop space cut things everywhere and then sitting behind the counter you see this dwarf beard grizzled and patchy tied into like a, a like a really poorly done braid that's mit like a several of it's not perfect you know like it's missing it's a couple times he has like one smoky eye and those crow's feet that crawl all, all the way back to his ears almost and which you could be able to tell if it wasn't for the fact that the hair on the side of his head almost grows into his eyebrows he's got this cloak on and he's sitting in front of a crystal ball and he says Hey, what are you doing here? All right, you weren't supposed to be here till tomorrow. As he swirls his hands around and you see a mist in it. Well, go ahead and sit down, all right? I'm here to tell you fortune. The name's Dindo, all right? Remember that. And all of a sudden, this guy, forever. Forever Dindo the fortune teller. Just because you gave him a fun voice. You know. What do you think? Yeah. That matches up pretty perfect. What would, I mean, what would be like, uh, so with world building and just to make a memorable character, what, what would be a trick that you would like, that you think you would use? Or you like to use, rather? <clears throat> well. Um. I guess I don't really have tricks, but I think um, it just depends on, you know, maybe quirks or, you know, what makes that character unique, I guess. Okay. I feel like the most talked about character that I've had would be... Probably Scribbles, I guess. Oh, yeah. Um, Scribbles is great. He didn't say anything. But he didn't say which anything, right. Which is really interesting about him, yeah. But, you know, he's just kind of a, a cool person. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to say anything. He's just chilling in a cool, magical library. It was probably the scene that was uh, more important than the character itself, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I think what really helps with cool characters is maybe how the characters react. You know, I feel like the best characters are the ones where the PCs decide to get involved with. They have then, time. Right, yeah. they have time to interact. You give them that time to interact with them and have that back and forth. Right. So that it's like, whenever I make a character, you know, I don't like go into depth in my mind like, oh, he's gonna, this person's gonna be this and this, and you know, they can do this to, that makes them really special. It's just more like, all right, this is the character I'm gonna have that's gonna serve this purpose, and that's that. Right, I don't like think of anything else. Well, what's a, but so, it's it's so, more like the interaction between well, the players and yourself that 
brings about these special things. And that, I think that has to do with like improv as well, right? Like yeah. Doing things on the fly. So the players really, so like a story is told from the player's perspective, right? Like, or from the, from the character's perspective. So if you look up a storytelling, it says a story is told, you have, you have narration, but then you have a story is told through the thoughts, feelings, and dialogue of the characters, right? That is, or thoughts, feelings, and actions, sorry, thoughts, feelings, and actions of the, of the characters. So that's your PCs, right? <clears throat> so always, you know, giving space for the characters to have, you know, to tell what the characters are thinking and what they're feeling as well they're you know as well as their actions that's the easy one um so yeah i think you want to make a character you know a pc or an npc kind of give bring come to life you have to let the players you know interact with them right uh, that was that's scribbles did feel pretty cool based off of that La 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 la. Um, intriguing plot lines. That's all you, man. Plots like, for days. Ryan. Plots for days. Fucking plots, baby. I'll tell you what I do. Is I have, like, I'll have a simple idea. And and then let the characters play with it. But I'll have, I'll have a, a concept of what is happening... Um, and then as they interact with the world, I'll take that and, and, and paste it onto the things they're interacting with. So, um, I had a plot line of, uh, in the dragons of Stormwreck Isle, where the NPCs were, they wanted to go like they, they wanted to go into a cave or into a, a dungeon, right? So they find the dungeon and as they're going through the dungeon, there's a secret, there's a door that leads to an even bigger space. And the entire time they're searching, they're finding these like carvings that are telling the story of this big bad dragon and why they're no longer here, right? The the dragon's name was Sharuth, and they uh, apparently they were so evil that uh, a bunch of dra good dragons got together <clears throat> and they couldn't kill them, but they buried them underneath the underneath the ocean that they were and the sheer hatred of truth birthed the islands that they were currently on was the story and as they went through and they were kind of discovering the stuff i started making up the story about how bad this dude was and what kind of bad he was and who the good guys were that that dealt with them and they were more invested in like kind of like the dungeon was built as a a testament to truth right so these were followers of his word so that's what i started to dive into what would this space be used for it for acolytes or you know let's say it was church the church of truth what's this room for and so that's what each you know as they got farther and farther and they finally made it to this one room that was it was a testament to the um to, like the validation of Sharuth. So it had plastered everywhere was his 
the things he had conquered and the and the nations that he had conquered and the people that had bowed down to him like that was on everything it was like the story of all the all the conquests and all of all of the things that went his way and it was but it was set up to be like people having professed to them so there was like a place where somebody would stand and talk about how great this dude is and the way that the room echoed when you were in the spot because oh of course it would do that right but i didn't tell them that at first i just described the room as and they slowly uncovered what it would be for right it looked grandiose it looked more magical than what it really was supposed to (laughs) you know it was supposed to lend validity to like to this guy's you know to what he was professing because he was gone but somebody was using it as a platform for their own thing like oh come follow me and and the power you know because i have the power of sharuth and you can too kind of thing and so like that was the that's that was the whole room design and i just borrowed a map from online and i put it on there and i was like Oh, this is cool, yeah. And that's how I let the I let it the story tell itself kind of. You know? Started with something simple. You know, we have this they have this dragon god that people want to discover. And what would this temple be? It would be oh, it would be for his the followers built it and he's been gone for a while. And kind of what they're as we progress down the line. And I had time to think about it because you know, your players are like standing in front of a 10 foot pit and they're like, how do we get across for like 45 minutes? <laughs> so yeah, I'm just sitting here like, I'm just sitting here like, huh, what? What you know, I've got all this time to think. Yeah. While they're, while in my head, I've got like, it's a DC 12 jump check. And they're like, wait a minute, don't go yet. He might be tricking, you know, like whatever the PCs are doing as they're fucking with this pit full of snakes, throwing fireballs <laughs> at it and stuff. Just having a good time. Hey, uh, DM, how much damage do I do? I'm like, um. I was like, oh, how much damage? Six damage? Oh yeah, big thing of snakes. And I describe it. And then, but are they all gone? I was like, oh no, there's definitely more snakes in there. And they're like, oh no, guys, what do we do? And they talk about it some more. It was like 45 minutes. I, in fact, I think it was a whole session I of could time. Jump down there, like really fast, and you guys just pull me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So how much rope do I have? Oh, do we have enough to go around them and then get them in there? And, get... and they're like having a blast with this pit of snakes that took me 30 seconds to create, uh, including thinking of it and then putting it on the map. And and with all that downtime, I was like, what what else would these followers have be doing in here? Hmm. You know, what's and so as a, and then I would write down like the story of a tablet that I'd write down a couple sentences. And then when I would tell it to them. I was in a whole different space, you know, they, you know, it'd be the next week or two weeks later and they would be more or less interested in certain parts of it. And they would tell me about what the other tablets had said or what, you know, and I'd be like, okay, so this is what they're interested in more so. And that would inspire me to just kind of make stuff up a little bit on the fly. And it was, yeah. So it just kind of naturally evolves. Uh, for me, anyway. So that's how my, like, plot lines go. I just kind of... I get, like, a loose plot thread of, like, well, here's the dungeon, you walk through this door, you'll find this temple, and then in this room's a pit of snakes, in this room's, like, some tablets that have <laughs> some story on them, and in this room, there's some treasure. 
I'll roll on the table later to find out, or I'll, maybe I'll make something up. Maybe I'll get inspired and make up something cool. And I just leave it that simple and fill it in with what the play, like the vibe at the table at the time. Yeah, I think for mine, it was just, I had like the, uh, the overarching story, I guess, of what, um, and I don't even know if I really call it the overarching story, but more or less just like who the big bad is, you know, what happens or what are like the potential things they do. Um, but you know, I can create hooks and stuff to try to entice players to go places. But as far as like plot lines and um, plot twists and things like that, um, a little more organic. You know, I have everybody's backstories um, and how you guys were playing through uh, my first campaign. So you, you know, you guys were just going like. I'll just, you guys were just uh, going where you needed to, or um, I feel like after the ritual, you know, you guys were kind of like trying to get out of the storm the way I was just playing the game. I was just like waiting for you guys to go somewhere and whatever direction or wherever you decided to go, I was just like, all right, well, uh, next week I'm going to put just put something there for them to run into, right? Something mm -hmm. to something in the world or um some sort of encounter um, so, so with, with those encounters too it's like um if did you do like okay so well they've encountered the wilderness and now we want them to encounter something in town and now i want to now they should fight a little or like how did <laughs> how did you know like how did you vibe on those <laughs> um so i guess it just depends on like what the previous sort of session was um i didn't want to just like have you guys like fight just all the time i wanted there to be different kind of encounters throughout because when we had our session zero you know everybody stated that you know they like different aspects of the game other than just combat so i tried to incorporate other things the best i could but um regarding plot lines and things like that uh Kind of just, it's kind of like a waiting game, I feel like, as the DM, for me anyways. Because like you said earlier, you know, the the characters really tell the stories. The DM isn't the storyteller. You know, oh. we can, like, create, like, plots and tw plot twists and things like that. But as far as, like, generating the actual story, that's more of the, the player's involvement than anything. Uh -huh. Because they choose... What happens next? They choose We're in what charge, they, yeah. man. I mean, <laughs> it's just like, and you're like, all right, what are they gonna do? How, yeah, am, I, how am I gonna handle it? Gonna do next? <laughs> yeah, what are these? Who are these guys gonna kill next? That's like, I'm just waiting. Um, who are they gonna just attack next? I have no idea. But yeah, it's just a waiting game, and you know, sometimes you get those really cool opportunities where you're like, all right, here, this is it. This is where something happens. They've given. They've given me this opportunity. It's funny too, because I feel like it's in the opposite for me as whenever I'm actually playing. 
is that I'm waiting for the DM to give me an opportunity to do something like cool or meaningful for my character. And then as the Mm. DM, I'm waiting for something, an opportunity for something cool and meaningful that I can provide for the characters. So whenever you're, when as a player, you said you're waiting for like an opportunity. So what do some of those opportunities look like that you like to, that you feel like you could pick up on, you know, like that this is your moment or whatever. Um, I guess that would be more specific to how I built my character or what I chose for my character that makes them special or, you know, like picking, a say a certain trade skill or something, you know, um, maybe you're like a poisoner or like an assassin type and you're waiting to like waiting for some moment to use your poison in a cool way or uh, more specifically something that I had intended for um, your game in the sink before this uh, whole new thing started. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was going to play. I was going to run something in the sink. Yeah. Oh, um, God, he needs to, he needs to come back. I can't remember specifically what, uh, subclass, but I think it's the thief actually. Mm-hmm. There is, you can use object interaction as a bonus action. So my whole goal was just to be to try to disarm people and pick up their weapons. Oh, so nice! Way, so they have to fight you unarmed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. And, and you I, can, there's actually there's well, this great um, battle master feat that allows you to that allows you to disarming attack. Right. Um, but you can also you don't have to have that though. Like it's it's a a special attack action that you can take yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I would like to, everybody to know in my games, in everything's a special attack action in that regard. <laughs> like if you're trying to do something cool like that, it does, there doesn't need to be a mechanic for it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, sometimes cool. I find that yeah, the rule of cool man. Like yeah, of course you can try to do that. Now sometimes the mechanics are a little bit more lenient than I am. And in that case, I, I like, I'm like, oh man, shit, my bad. We'll do that next time. I didn't realize I was being a little bit tougher on you than what is written. Um, but then other times I real, I find that I'm more lenient than the mechanic and, um, I'm like, okay, we'll just keep, do you want to go do it that way? Or we can just keep doing it the way that I thought, you know, as long as it's not getting out of hand, I think we're fine, you know, um, yeah, so I've I've had it both ways, and I've had players be like, like, come on, man, like we you didn't even read the rule. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, because there's so many of them, and you read this specific rule for for your specific character <laughs> to do this one specific thing, <laughs> and it if they know it, then I'll let them tell me. But if they don't know it, then you know we make it up at the table, right? But uh, so the part that you know the moment I'm waiting for is more of the comedic portion, which is whenever I would be successful to disarm them and I imagine the weapon drops on the ground and you know in like a cartoon or something where the camera shows both of the characters and they're just sta- standing there staring at each other because the weapon fell and they both look down the camera pans down to the weapon on the ground and then as the camera pans back up to their bodies You see the other person looking down at the ground where the sword or the weapon would be, and then Uh you just see the weapon in Niles' hands waiting. 
because he's already picked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like it was so fast and he didn't know, and he's like scratching his head with the weapon in his hand. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> oh, did you well, need this? Well, well, <laughs> looks like I'm the, <laughs> looks like I'm the knight now. Come get you know. <laughs> All right. And then, like, he's holding it wrong, you know, or something. Like, how do you, wait, how do you use this again? <laughs> but yeah, no, I would just hold it just so. Because it's funny how uh, unarmed fighting works, you know. It's, like, completely awful. Yeah. You, you suck at if it. If you don't have <laughs> unarmed you fighting don't. or something. Yeah. You absolutely <laughs> suck at it unless you don't. <laughs> like, so what is it, like a maximum of six damage or something like that? Mm -hmm. It's like your strength mod, it, like one plus your strength mod? One plus your strength mod to a minimum of one. But I, see, I don't like that to a minimum of one shit. I think that to a minimum of zero, to a minimum of subdual damage, because like even if an old man hits you, Right or a child like hits you as hard as they can, you're not taking one point of damage. You know, you're like, you're like, ow, like stop that, stop it. You know, you <laughs> like push a child away. Um, so like this old man hits you, he's got a six strength, so it's minus three. He does zero damage to you. So it'd be, it wouldn't even be subdual damage, which is non-lethal damage. It wouldn't even be non-lethal damage. It'd just be none. <laughs> you know, he just doesn't <laughs> hurt you. So, ow, ow, shit, that was my eye. <laughs> you, you better cut it out. <laughs> or I'll cut yours out. <laughs> I'll cut yours out. I'll do it, old man. <laughs> and I, I won't like it, but I'll do it. I'll I'd only like it a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, no, that's pretty much it, though. Just, I just wait for opportunities because I do, um, and this is the reason why, uh, you know, I, I tend to lean or be like the devil's advocate, so, so to speak, when it comes to like um, not being so like free and open about doing specific things or like letting other uh, like classes or things that don't have access to certain things like that because I, you know, I choose those specific things uh, intentionally so, so, so I can so create do... these moments. <clears throat> yeah. Not because I'm trying to limit somebody else or um, keep other people from doing the things that I'm doing. But, trying to lift up the person who chose it. But yeah, I'm, I'm trying to highlight those specific things that I chose for my character. And that's just so you're I trying to highlight the it. specific abilities right. like a disarming attack or like being able to pick something up as a as a free object interaction. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because why that's I, cool. I you know, I it always sounds like I'm being the negative Nancy, which maybe I am or the negative Nelson. Mm -hmm. However, no, no, you, you have a but uh, <laughs> you have you have, you have you, your reason for yeah, it. Yeah. And you know, maybe I'm too focused on uh different things, but yeah, that's how I, I tend to look at it is, you know, I'm trying to highlight the choices that my either myself or the players made. Um, yeah, I always go to so I always go to like, let's say somebody wants to do a disarming thing and, you know, and all this. Right. And they want to do what you just did. <clears throat> that's epic as hell. Right. That's an epic thing. We'll run it. 
But let's say we now in the game we have a character who's set up to do that, right? And uh, and this is what's important about the telling your DM kind of if you have plans or whatever, be like, hey, by the way, I have this I have this plan in my head that I'm gonna build this character. They're gonna disarm, make them drop, pick it up. I'm like, that's cool. So before we get to that level, we're one encounter away, and all of a sudden a different player has no idea and they're like i want to disarm this person have them drop it pick it up and now i have the magic sword and that's cool i've actually designed a character like that by the way ethan uh who's uh, a battle master to do that exact thing and um uh and i you know so i i, I would think if somebody went to do that i'd be like yes i've designed a character and finally somebody's doing it i get excited but if I knew that you had a character, right, you know, in one level that was that's their whole shtick, I wouldn't <laughs> make it as easy. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't make it look as easy. I wouldn't, you know, I would be like, oh, hold on a second, we're about to take steal all the thunder, right? We're about to steal this person's thunder. But if there's nothing like that in the horizon, then it's just a really cool battle moment. You know, it's like a really cool moment that happens. And it's not like a whole idea for a build, you know? Yeah, I would say that for sure. If uh, with like either like newer players or um, like new players to the table, I guess. Not necessarily uh -huh. like new skill level players, but uh -huh. um, that would be also something why, I mean, I might potentially bring that up. But I also like the idea of like be trying to surprise you or another DM as well. Surprise the DM with it. But you but if then what happens? Not that if, I'm like, like trying to like thunder. not that I'm like trying to like, you know, my goal isn't to like take down or just only mm -hmm. make gotcha moments sort of like that. But that's sort of you like, like those, that that's sort of like oh shit, that just happened. Like, mm -hmm. well, just like, um, you know, when uh, Chad was able to, like, chain stun the dragon oh. <laughs> with stunning strike. I'm like, well, what the hell? he rolled a two on his con save. Uh, what do you guys want to do? To <laughs> beat the hell out of this thing. I was like, man, no, I was not expecting that. No, like, that was, <laughs> we, threw a, we threw a net on the dragon and yeah. pushed it over. And then You're I like, sent you a bunch of stuff about dragons in like, the background. Double <laughs> and I had, grapple, double restrain. Like yeah. you guys had like three different ropes on it. Yeah, yeah. we were <laughs> like, uh, and then I sent you a bunch of stuff about like how giants will take young dragons and by dominating them like that, the dragons will like, like follow them for a little bit or whatever, like look up to them. I was like, this would be cool. This would be cool. And, uh, and you were just like, fuck, I guess. I sent you a bunch of shit about it. I think you were just like, man, he's, he really wants to like you guys, Yeah, I think you guys had already like restrained it with a rope, and then somebody else wanted to restrain it even further. I'm like, Ooh. I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah, we like I, you know, according to the rules, like, you can't, like, what do you do? double restrain, but I'm just like, it makes sense, I guess, mm -hmm. right? I mean, if something's tied down and... It can't defend itself to not be tied up even further. I mean, how can I say no to that? What are you gonna do? Like, oh, right? I, what are you gonna I do? I shackle its legs 
together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's already shackled. It's it's that's as much rope as you can get on it. No, 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 no. There's there's more. <laughs> we Hold rolled on. this thing up into a rope, a hemp cocoon. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's basically what happened. Mm-hmm. It's like, come it was... on, guys. This isn't funny. And it, and it was right after I, I had I just been telling you it's like I have never fought a dragon as much as I've played this game I've never fought a dragon and so it was like the next <laughs> session you put a dragon in the game and instead of killing it we fucking <laughs> we just super took it prisoner it. yeah we took it prisoner <laughs> uh, which is the second time we did that because like we fought the dragon in the very first episode of that game and it was like. It was like a wormling. It was like a wormling or something. And I freed it. Yeah, you, you guys freed it. <laughs> I freed it. I was like, no, 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 be free. And then this one, like, <laughs> restrained. We just did the exact opposite with this one. <laughs> uh, so funny. Was that was that the was that the dragon that we had the wormling? Yeah. Was that that was the one that it returned and we restrained it this time? No. Oh, it wasn't the same one. No, though. I thought you were gonna say that was the one that was like flying over. That was the plague changed one for sure. Oh, that's the plague changed one, the one that like we freed. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. We should have killed it, I guess. Yeah, I think I had it in my mind that the uh, metallic ones were evil, I guess, or maybe I just didn't have okay, yeah, anything so, in mind. So the, so technically, the rules is written. That's opposite. <laughs> yeah. Rules is written according to D and D lore. But uh -huh. we don't use the Indian yeah. lore technically. Or I mean, we you we know, do to help. Yeah. So what I always do. So that's what's cool about this game, about the Aether Chronicle that uh, that I'm running uh, with XLG, right? Is it's a it's a turn. Or it's not a turn based. It's a um, it is like a, a roguelite version, right? Jump in, jump out. And because of that, I I was like the world is not. I don't have a bunch of lore for this world. It's largely unexplored. Hex-based map, and you start out in one hex, and you explore and come back to the first hex, which is your base of operations. It's town. You leave town, explore, come back. And all of the characters have been pulled from various worlds and timelines and all different parts of, uh, of like, fantasy genre of, like, uh, you know, like this medieval fantasy. You just get sucked out of all these different places and from all different worlds, boom, and you find yourself in this place, kind of shipwrecked and marooned on an island and you that's unexplored. And you have to, you know, and go out and just explore it and, and adventure. And because of that, I was like, there are going to be people who come into this world and they're going to be like, uh, so I want to be a cleric of, I want to be a cleric of Paylor. Classic Wizards of the Coast God, right? Classic, like, um, just, you know, uh, Neverwinter God, you know, Dungeons and Dragons God, right? And because they know Paylor. Well, cool. Do it. And then there's going to be somebody who comes in and they have a God or they have like some lore for a character or a world that they played in. And that's their whole idea like that character comes from this whole world that they played in and they don't know any other lore cool that character comes from that world and is now here and 
it all basically serves the same purpose and it but i just like i kept the lore simple with that in that regard it's like whatever you want and so like in this world are there dragons who knows and when you do find them are the metallic ones evil who knows <laughs> like, there's no way to tell until you get there so like ethan you your character may come in from numestria and be like oh shit it's a gold dragon the most evil of all dragons you know and somebody else is like no are you kidding me there's a gold dragon who runs uh the freaking the the church of uh just uh diplomacy and is like actually you know is the president of of the a perfect utopia and uh in the world that i'm from and then you were like really and then you both then everybody looks at this dragon and has like what's your deal man <laughs> where do you sit and that's kind of the idea it's like it's cool to have those backstories from all over the place to make this space different and you don't know you you kind of have to discover it by engaging with it right yeah because uh you know more than likely you will have players that are also like die hard set in stone forgotten realms like oh, yeah. it has to be has to be this way this is this is dungeons and dragons for me and that's and, fine yeah, that works perfect for them yeah well you know as I've, long I've, as they I've, don't I've... mind uh, <laughs> everybody else doing it the way they want to as well of course so. well the thing is, is yeah like and so you you set up the premise that that world does exist and that is the world your character is from but the mm -hmm. world you're in now is a different one you know yeah. and so that's where you get to that's where you get to get a little excited you know it's like what is this i remember one time i described goblins to this guy right i i described a goblin. i didn't tell him they were goblins i just described them and he was like everybody stay back i don't know what the you know like they're level two characters or something and he's like everybody be careful and he's like justin what are these and i'm like i told you black eyes solid kind of set on the sides of their head in pallid <laughs> lips that curl back over you know rows of needle-like teeth amphibious almost like a newt the way that their there's uh, the way their their skin glistens and large bulbous pads on the end of their fingers holding bone uh bone blades wrapped in 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 twine with tar pitch keeping them together and they're like but what are they i was like i told you what they are and like he was so mad that i just wouldn't say it's a kobold or it's a goblin or it's a whatever i'm like i'm not gonna tell you. i told you what it is your character's never seen this creature before he's like but as a i would have totally solved that i you know and like he he just needed to know it was a goblin he needed to know its ac and its relative hit point total and the amount of damage that it could possibly do to him before he engaged with it he needed to know so bad in fact he was mad that i didn't tell him i'm like ah yeah i, would be like, I don't know it's homebrew <laughs> it's homebrew yeah you've never seen anything like it before um, but I, I, it's a hog so goblin, coblinoid. It's a coblinoid, yes. Um, I think that what it is is people like to, 
you've you've spent all this time reading about it you know like let's say you've read a bunch of the lore you like that lore to be pertinent because you spent all this time reading it you know and so you like it to mean something and i don't want to discount or take that away what i like to do is whenever people come across something like that I, if they are one of if they are one of those people who read up the lore and get excited about it i like to have them go ahead and pitch and rant about it or whatever go ahead and roll me a history check Ooh, tell us what you know and then like something's a little bit off about this though <laughs> it's not exactly like you thought oh shit what do you mean and they, so they get to profess their knowledge they get to be like yes i do know all this stuff and it's like something's off this one's different which i think they like better that they notice that it's different than what is typical um it's a it's a it's a, like a little balancing act that I had to do to let people feel good about knowing a bunch of stuff and then but still like be in the moment of like you're fighting six goblins but I want to describe them a little different. I want to give them a little bit of a you know I thought these guys would be cool if they could climb up walls, you know, that would be scary, right? I can't exactly tell you uh, what talking point we're on or where we came from. I have no idea. Um, Two, maybe? Let's see. We got about 25 minutes left. Um, we can either jump to a new point or we can okay. do random RP scenario. Ooh, I like random RP scenario. Okay. Can we take, can we take like just one minute so I can... Uh one yeah about a minute so I use the bathroom if we want that on stream do we want a bathroom on stream not in particular yeah, hold, on a hold on a second have we met have we met the goal have we met the sub goal for that yet <laughs> <laughs> sorry the wrong this is the wrong stream guys this is not that kind of stream yeah we cool with me taking a minute I don't like there's an option. <clears throat> I will create a prompt real quick. Baby, I'm back. You can blame it all on me. Fine. We are currently generating 
and I will put it on Google Docs as soon as it's done. Hopefully, it's oh, not writing we? out a whole play. All right. Yeah, I guess it was perfect time. This is an ad. Oh, nice. Nice. Latest follower, Spasmatics. What's up, Spaz? gonna post it at the bottom of our talking points all right cool oops which i totally have open yeah i figured you would but i actually do i actually do have them open i see you down i see you right there okay here's me character oh oh we're just gonna do it like a whole like run a scene heck yeah i'll go ahead and read the plot you want to be a or b um, I want to read the plot. <laughs> you want you, you go. Well, ahead I think I accidentally am. Uh, I'll be. Um, there's too much. Like I copied too much. So, um, hold on. Certainly, here's a. <laughs> Certainly, here's an RP dialogue between two people. All right. All right. You want me character A or character B? I have no idea what this is. Uh, character, about. I'll be character A. I'll be character A. All right. Go for it. Okay. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? So, okay. Uh, did we tell it? All right. So, what we're doing here, apparently, ChatGPT <laughs> has generated a dialogue between two characters. And we're just going to, it's a random dialogue. Don't know how it's going to go. Don't know the uh, theme, the plot, the story. None of it, uh, none, none, none of it. And this is we're just gonna do the do, y'all. We're just gonna do the do. Um, all right, let me pull up. All right, here we go. Let me here. Pull up your face over here. All right, character A sits at a dimly lit tavern table, nursing a mug of ale. Do it, uh, do. What brings you to this corner of the realm, my friend? You seem like uh, you've got a story to tell. Ah, my friend, you have no idea. I've been on the wildest adventure of my life. Picture this. <laughs> An ancient oh, temple hidden in the depths of the jungle, guarded by ferocious beasts and booby traps at every turn. Raises an eyebrow, which I can't do. <laughs> in an ancient temple, you say, oh, where's there uh, any treasure to be found? Uh, or were you simply searching for knowledge? <laughs> oh, there was plenty of treasures, my friend. The temple was said to house a priceless artifact. The Ruby of Everlasting Flame. Legends claim it possesses the power to ignite even the coldest of hearts, such as your own. This ah. sounds extraordinary. But, uh, Britta, how did you manage to navigate through the treacherous jungle and survive the Guardians? Uh, 
wasn't easy, I'll admit. But my agility and wit helped me dodge the traps. In a little... Your agility? Your agility, you say? <laughs> and a little persuasion with the guardians kept him at bay. As for the jungle, well, let's just say... I've been, uh, I've become quite adept at swinging from vines and tracking hidden paths. <laughs>, Laughs heartily. Your skills never cease to amaze me, my friend. So, did you manage to lay your hands on the coveted ruby, or did something unexpected occur? As I gaze into the distance, a hint of nostalgia strikes my eyes. Uh, uh, what does that look like? What's that look like? I did find your... it. Okay. But it came with a price. The temple's ancient curse awakened, and I had to make a choice. Keep the ruby and suffer the consequences, or relinquish it for the greater good. I chose to let it go. Therefore... For there are some powers best left untouched. Sometimes the greatest treasures aren't material possessions, but the lessons we've learned along the way. Your journey sounds like a true test of character. You certainly seen more than most. Indeed, my friend. Life is a grand adventure, and we must seize every opportunity that comes our way. Who knows? What awaits us in the next chapter of our tales? So, ah, so sometimes uh, you're telling me these stories. Do you ever feel like an NPC? You know, just like where it's the background or somebody else's tale. Maybe those people over there fighting each other on top of the bar tables. I feel that way all the time. I'm just waiting for them to ask me for something because I like I need something from the woods, but I don't want to get it myself and maybe give them, I don't know, some gold or something. Gold is my usual reward, but sometimes feeling a little bit frisky, give them a little magic item or two. Oh, you just carry maybe those around some information. I have some, I have magic items that I just keep on me for no reason, maybe just to give away. Let's say I just know a guy. Ah, just one guy, right? Because that's the only just guy one. I know. Just one guy. Just the one guy. Yeah, I tell, which I tell, uh, I'm waiting to tell people about, so that they can go talk to him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I get Same magic here. items for nothing. Same here. Next to nothing. Oh, that was fun. These are some fun characters. <laughs> I can tell Night Fury probably really loved the literature aspect there. I'm surprised uh, I haven't seen like a puke emoji or anything yet. <laughs> I don't even know. If Truly a masterpiece. Oh yeah, for sure, dude. Truly. <laughs> truly, a ma truly a masterpiece. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. 
Well, did you, is there any more that you uh, any more that you'd like to talk to before or talk about before we uh, end our point of inspiration for the night? Um, I feel like if we went into another one, it would probably not um, be a minimum of fifteen minutes. So, uh, possibly, maybe we can um, address the event that's going on next Wednesday and. Uh, you know, yeah. maybe you can give us a little introduction about what it's about and, um, which I've already kind of gotten, gotten into, yeah. uh, well, a little bit. Um, so, uh, everybody, uh, we have partnered with, um, I think partners the right word with, uh, XLG, uh, which is a gaming community and discord, uh, open to friendly, uh, gamers who are just looking to you know have a space where they, they can share games with each other um and uh they uh the zero who is the uh the creator of xlg and this is really his passion project talking with him was probably the whole reason that like you know he reached you know uh, somebody reached out to us about uh about you know a program that he does and about his group and they're are you interested i'm like well i'm interested but what's what are they really about and whenever i got to talking with these guys man like they are just they are just humble and you know just happy to to support and to join in gaming and to really create community and this is like immediately you'll feel like family like coming into this space they they not only want you to participate but they want you to feel like you are you are impacting the community and you know they are they're supportive and that's what really i was like man uh, we absolutely uh have to um like work with these guys and uh so zero uh was really wanting a tabletop space and that's what we do man we've been in it for years now so uh we're gonna be running a game uh i'll be running a game to start out with but it's set up for multiple dms and multiple players um in uh every uh, we're starting out next wednesday right so the day after diablo 4 drops so uh, you know get a couple hours of sleep after your you know 24 hour marathon of d4 and then come in and watch some D, &D um <clears throat> or potentially play and um it is a drop-in drop-out system so you sign up to play and um at multiple players coming in each week to help tell the stories that happen in aether chronicle is the name of the world um it's a unexplored island where characters from all across different universes and worlds and you know your classic um wizards of the coast world that you can read everything about to a homebrew world that's very specific and dear to you these characters all come into this one place and they are kind of stranded a gilligan's island or swiss family robinson situation and it is a it's a game about exploration and you know character development so 
you pick a character, you come in, you play. We have a bunch of pre-made characters for first-time players or for people returning or people who don't have time to, like, build a character. You're just like, hey, you sign up to play, and you're, you're not able to uh, build a character beforehand. That's fine. We have a character ready to go. Um, and you start out in the town, which is... Um, a is a town that has been halfway pulled through the aether all these portals from all over the place pulling uh different characters and places into this world and you got this little town and you start out there with all the other characters in the very beginning of the session and you adventure out into the wilderness and to discover the mysteries and wonders of this world and at the end of the session you return back to town and that way, if at the beginning of the next session, you're not able to make it, or maybe the rotation's different. We got 12 people signed up, so we'll rotate people in and out. Um, your character stays in town. These other characters go out. They can go back into the dungeon that you were just in last episode, or they can go out and find a new mystery to discover in, in their own. And it's... Uh, the world is vast and unexplored and mysterious and it's all you know it's a wilderness as far as everybody knows um, and all of the things that are there to be discovered are based off of the interests of the players if you decide that you are really into dungeon delving you'll probably find a lot of dungeons the more you search if you find out you're really into you know finding out a specific storyline of some kind of statue that you found and you're you guys are very keyed in on figuring out what this statue means and then that's what we're gonna you know the more you search into that that's what's in the sandbox world it's completely sandbox and completely driven by the player's actions Yep. So if you're playing and uh, you guys run into something and you're like, "Hey, I want to know more about this," let us know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we can make that for you. Um, also, yeah. if you're wanting to play or if you're interested in playing, um, I know sometimes being a new player or unfamiliar can be kind of intimidating, but we will set up an environment. Um, I'll say that we have a lot of experience playing with new players because it seems like every game we typically have new players with us. So we're pretty good at it by now. I you know, that. we're good at teaching people how to play. Um, we'll make it really seamless and smooth and painless. Um, yeah. So if you want to play, fun. just get in and try. We'll make it and seamless, smooth, and painless are secondary to fun. Right. <laughs> it will be fun, <laughs> and that's the whole point of this, by the way. Um, for people who, you know, if, if it's the first time you played or if you've maybe played the game before and it didn't go the way you thought, the whole point of this is to have fun. So we're going to have fun. You can't do it wrong. You just bring yourself. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Don't, yep. And all the characters, all the new characters start out at level one. So you don't have to worry about being like learning something big and maybe the other characters are a little bit higher mm -hmm. level. Don't worry about it. What are these 20 spells that I have? Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. It's going to start out. Help me. Yeah. And if you are a level <laughs> one character and you're worried about getting catching up, you catch up fast. One or two sessions, you'll be so close to the other players. Um, but also the world is, it's not 
that out like on rails where okay so here's this dungeon for level one characters and at the end of it you'll be level two it's not like that uh, you might find something that is beyond the power of the level of the characters you're currently playing you might stumble across a full adult dragon at the at and you're only level one don't fight it or <laughs> do if you die there's a different character waiting back in town. It's fine, um, <laughs> but we don't. We won't kill anybody without warning you. There will definitely be some warning shots. Uh, but it's also the world is mysterious and it's not pre-planned to be specifically for. It. It's based on what you're looking for, and it's a mysterious, wonderful world where it's just who knows what we're gonna find. Not me, and I'm running it. <laughs> not if yet. If you do want to play. Um... DM one of us or let us know so that way we can yeah. put you down on a list. Um, kind of just go by first come, first yeah. serve. So reach out in the uh, so the XLG Discord, right? So go ahead and uh, that's where you can find this game. Um, it is in the XLG Discord in their TTRPG section. Go down there, reach out to either uh, Spio or myself, right? in there dm us and we will get you on the list we'll find what you know we'll get your care we'll help you pick your character and all that link is there nice thank you mortal woes and um if you are looking for other styles of games um uh we have uh on our mortal woes discord server we also have more long form games that we play there um and we're always looking for people to come and tell stories with us um which we're really excited about like i'm really excited about the aether chronicle like i'm so excited to have people come in come out like tell this story of just like i don't know what's going on in this world i don't know what this world is like yet only that as you discover it it gets a little bit bigger each time that you that you reach out into the world and come back um it's going to be very fun the mysteries and the wonders that people are interested in and invested in discovering is is so fun to me you know um i guess the last bit i'd also like to say too is that um we are having our session zero for the continuation of uh well not the continuation but the start of evans mm. or etma's yensu campaign so uh stay tuned more for that i believe we still have planned to do saturday sessions with that um so mm -hmm. more to come are we doing are we doing our uh so potentially tomorrow yeah our, our session zero will be tomorrow i don't know okay. if we're streaming that or not but um it's probably gonna be a yeah it's gonna be a freaking worse it the cat the hurting cats are gonna be worse than right now <laughs> <laughs> but so uh yeah maybe we can get like a creation stream or something uh, oh yeah this weekend That'll... or maybe sunday i'll try to do that'll something. be fun oh yeah because we're because so where the the uh, aether chronicle game is kind of people coming in you playing in a world like um that you know you're slowly discovering and and there's been other parties and other people grouped up kind of discovering things and you're you know you read about this dungeon they went to but there was a door they didn't open and you think hey guys let's go try to open that door or whatever it is oh they couldn't beat this this monster i think we're strong enough now let's go back there and fight the 
what you want Sue is going to be is the opposite of that, like a deep storytelling, long format. We're talking 200 episodes, I think. 200 sessions is what he was hoping for. Um, I don't know. At least. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be uh, it's that's the that's so exciting. Should be juicy. Oh, it's going to be juicy, guys. We got a lot of stuff in pipeline, and then in Spio, I mean, you haven't even talked about, you haven't even been planning your next project. Yeah, let's just say I've uh, been a little bit busy doing a different project. Uh huh. Oh, <laughs> so. yeah. yeah. And, and and what's cool about the Aether Chronicle is I'm going to be running the game uh, verbally, and Spio is going to be running the game mechanically, with the VTT and with the uh, and and so it's going to be like. And the map creation and and all of that like the stuff that you get presented to you the 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 soundscaping the audioscaping and ah, it's gonna be so good it's a it's a oh it's gonna be a fun little two DM experience that you guys get to that you're gonna get to play in sort of co-producing if you will oh yeah oh yeah it's gonna be good it's gonna be very very good it's gonna be so fun. Uh, well, I think that's it. Um, thanks for joining everybody. Uh, we will see you Wednesday, if not sooner. Yeah. All right. Everybody have a good night. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Adios.